get started. Sit back, enjoy the show in five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. This is annoying, kind of. I was waiting for bit. the end. Where's the end? Is it annoying? Where's the I, who said annoying? You said annoying. I'm I, just, for you, I said no. I said this is annoying. Oh, as in that's the thing? No, to hell with anyone who thinks it's annoying. Unless you think it's annoying. <laughs> if, this, if you, you're, you're the one delivering. You think, if you think it's annoying, it's different. Tim and Sid, Friday, nice. February 12th. I'm Tim McElf. That right there is Sid Sixero. We are live on Sportsnet TV radio. And a little thing called Sportsnet now. Check it out on the interwebs. Coming up. We'll talk hockey with Sportsnet hockey analyst Kevin Bieksa. Good thing he's a hockey analyst because we're going to talk hockey with Kevin Bieksa, the pride of Hamilton, Ontario, by way of Welland. Uh, where do the Canucks go from here? How did the Canucks become the hottest story in the North Division? And how will Berkey do in Pittsburgh? All that, plus it seems as though we may have started a little fire yesterday here on the show. Tim, Billy Joel once saying, we didn't start the fire. Mm-hmm. We did. <laughs> we did start the fire yesterday, uh, seemingly out of nowhere. We had WWE Hall of Famer Edge on. For those who missed it, we had Edge right. from, from Orangeville, Ontario, and he's fantastic. So we go to his basement, and it's like a leaf shrine. He lives in, in, in North Carolina. Leaf shrine. And immediately it, it brought us to, to thinking, wow, that's dangle-ish. That comment led to all hell breaking loose over the last 24 hours. Turned into a We're Donnybrook. Not, a, a literally, McAuliffe, a Donnybrook. So not only are we going to play for you in best of the week, because it's all now best of the week. We had to throw out the best of the week. Everything that happened here is best of the week. We're going to play it all for you coming up here this hour. Mm-hmm. But also Steve Dangle himself will be joining the show to give his side of the story. Adam Rank of NFL Network, Tim, will join us next segment. I'm sure Adam's going to want in on this a little bit. He's the biggest wrestling head we know. Uh, And we'll also get to the other story of the day here. J.J. Watt is no longer a member of the Houston Texans. Uh, He asked for his release. He got his release. We'll dive into that juicy story and what the hell exactly is happening with the Houston Texans. But, Tim, by the way, Tim, how much much culpability do we take in this that's gone on here? Is this 100% our fault that the Edge Daniel thing happened? I think that's part of being a good host. I mean, you and I recognized that there may be some synergy between the two if, in fact, we lit the fire. Uh, All we had to do was spark the match, and the rest went... Went up in flames. I hear you. All right. So so Tim and I take 100% credit for this. It's kind of awesome what's happened. (laughs) And uh, and we'll get to all that coming up. This uh, it's a busy no, Friday that's the show team, here. man. That's the team. That's what happens when you're on the Tim and Sid team, and it'll last for two weeks and one hour and fifty seven minutes. minutes. That's pretty good math in the moment, there, McCallum. That's not nice. bad. Better nice. math than I got. So we got all so that. When you're coming on up our here, team for the next what the Tim and Sid collective <laughs> for the next two weeks, one hour fifty six minutes. This is what happens. Uh, let's start on the ice today because let's it was it. a busy North Division night. Six of the seven teams in action. And despite the fact that I'm wearing a T-shirt that says from Toronto with love, there was no Toronto in that action last night. Jets beat the Sens 5-1. Oilers shut out the Habs. 3 nothing the final there. 
And the one that got the most press was the Canucks losing their sixth in a row, 3-1 to the Flames. And I know Vancouver is always looking for press, just not this kind of press. I know it's already happened in the lower mainland, but should Vancouver hit the panic button? Um, we're getting close, aren't we? Like, forgive me, Tim, you don't have the panic button on your board, do you? Do you I physically do. have it. Hold on. I'm not saying hit it. I'm just, I was just curious. Um, if you want me to hit a, it. No, no, no. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Although it might be an inter- interesting poll question, although we got some other stuff on social going on. I'm not hitting the panic button yet. However, we're a game into four straight between Vancouver and Calgary. We knew when the season began, we knew prior to the season. I think we asked Brad for living if Jim Benning like unfriended him on Facebook or something to that extent. Like right. we knew when these two would get together, there would be just plenty of other storylines that were juicy as all hell. And Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev and you know, listen, Josh Levo deserves a little bit of love. I like Josh Levo, but big picture, this was these two were going to be attached to the hip for a lot of reasons. Um, Tim, I I I think we're close though to the panic button. Guys, have the Pedersen clip ready. I think we are close, though. I'm not willing to hit it today, but I think we are close because I heard a young man last night with the world at his feet, really, right, and who played at one point. He nutmegged Lucic yesterday and and nearly set up a goal. Actually, he did set up a goal. Um, Elias Patterson is is exasperated at what's going on here, and I think you could hear it clearly in his voice. Run it, please. Right. I don't know. It's it's frustrating. I mean, we everyone in our group, everyone in our in the locker room just wants just want to win a game and get back at it because we know what we're capable of. But but yeah, like I said, it's not going our way right now. But we'll figure it out. So here's the thing: it's not like everyone can just go home and clear their heads and do normal stuff right now, Tim. Right? We're all in a bit of a place. And right. just this week, the NHL said. Whatever you were doing before, kind of stop that too, because <laughs> right. we need we we just we don't need any more buffaloes and Phillies and Minnesotas and New Jerseys running around here, and and at least they got the Edmonton Montreal game up and running last night. We didn't think that was going to happen. That happened, so that was a good sign. My point is this: teams that are now struggling in this moment, who are this frustrated, who have a bit of infighting, we saw it in the Vancouver Canucks. You can't just unplug from it. You're you're stuck in it. You're stuck. You go home, rink, home, rink, home. That's it. So whatever headspace the Canucks are in right now, I don't know how they're going to get out of it. I mean, winning's the easy answer. But Patterson sounded, for a kid that young to sound, and I might be parsing a bit too much. Let me know if you think I'm parsing too much. I think Uh, he's frustrated too with his Of course he is. Of course he is. Yeah. I I think that's part of the equation in Vancouver is that they thought he would, after what he did last year, um, would be at a better pace than he is right now. And I think you heard some of that frustration. It the, the thing that bugs me a little bit here is, does it not matter how they played the last two games? It's just the results? It's funny, because Nate Schmidt uh, went down that road last night. And he said, I'm going to choose to be a bit more positive here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say to you, you know, we've played better the last two or three games. Right, because they were up. They were up. Shots were twenty-seven to seven on the Leafs after two that one game. It's not right. like they're getting boat raced constantly. I think it's a valid and, point. 
And I looked up last night. It was 14-5 in the first period for the Canucks. It was 24-14 after 40 minutes for the Canucks. Like, by most measures, they outplayed, outchanced, and outshot Calgary and still lost. I get you play to win the game, but you also have to crawl before you walk. And I get it's frustrating, but so is constantly blowing up and starting again. Like, that doesn't work either. Ask the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, this is the worst year they could have had to start, what, 17 games in 29 days, I think it is, for Vancouver? It's something like that. Like, it's pretty crazy. And I don't know who you put the blame on other than to have a little bit of patience. And listen, when you roll the dice with a young goalie and a goalie coming off his worst year and it comes up pretty damn close to snake eyes, you're not winning games. I'm sorry. And unless you can find – listen, nobody in Vancouver said – very few people in Vancouver said when Jacob Markstrom and Chris Tanev signed the deals that they made, oh, we should have overpaid for the 30-year-olds with an injury history. They were like, okay, that's the price to pay. And now on the hindsight, after you lose to them in the first of a four-game series, it becomes, man, we should have paid for those guys. It also doesn't help that that Markstrom has a 9.68 save percentage in three games against his former team this year. Yes. Yes. That does not help matters. Eating him up, chewing him out, and spitting him out, right? Like, Markstrom and Toffoli are killing him. Uh, Speaking of Toffoli, I know we have a bunch of the Montreal Canadiens' recent play. Is it a regression to the mean or just a blip? The Jets starting to turn a corner, question mark. But I, I hazard to guess that if. You know what? I'm just going to go out and say it, and I'm not the guy. Mike Smith shuts out the Habs. If the Edmonton Oilers get goaltending, they're a top-two team in the division. Wow. Wow. We know they're going to score, and I know that Mike Smith's two games came against the Sens and then the Habs, but we've seen Smith go on runs before. Koskinen gets a little bit of rest, Maybe he can turn into uh, at least an average to a little above average goalie. If they get goaltending, the Edmonton Oilers are good. I know I could say that about a lot of teams in a lot of divisions, but we know they're going to score. And to see Mike Smith come out and get his feet wet against the Senators and then shut out a team that has been as good as the Habs have been, and it wasn't a cheap shutout. That was 38 saves. Yeah, the Habs played. Habs came out. The Habs came in last night averaging more goals per game than anyone in hockey. Let's re- let's remind people what happened last night. Can you say that one more again? They they were averaging, I forget the 3.85 goals per game. That was number one in the damn league going into yesterday. Right. Number right. one. And it was and, 4-0. And, it was 4-0-0 going into the game against the Leafs. Right, right. Now, to go to your point about Mike Smith, two things on that. One, um, I, I have a hard time. Just leave it alone. Could you, could you just leave no, it alone? No, no, I'd like to. I'd like to walk down this road here <laughs> a little on. bit just because for a Mike seconds. Smith, Mike Smith, the one that I remember is the one who forgot how to play hockey against Chicago. That's the Mike Smith I'm going to remember for a little bit. Last night was nice. Good for you, Mike. Good for you. And they might need you because Koskinen ain't the guy. But uh, I'm not about to hop on that. Uh, and you didn't say they will get goaltending. You said if they get goaltending. Obviously, I want to get that correct because I don't think you're that crazy to think they're going to get the goaltending from this tandem because they're not. But I also think it's a it's – a, and I'm looking at the Leafs in this next point, Tim. 
it's a defending thing too, right? It is. Like that's thirty-eight shots that they got the goaltending last night, but there are nights where that goaltending is going to need a top four in front of them playing way better than that, way better than that. And I don't know what Evan Bouchard is, and Darnell Nurse statistically is having a great year, fantastic year. Um, I have no faith in Tyson Berry defensive. Like there's just there's too many questions for me. But real snipe from nice snipe. Yeah, nice snipe. Not going to hate you. Nice snipe on that. But uh, it's interesting. So you think top two, if they get that kind of goaltending, top two. Yeah. Wow. You know they're going to score goals. If they get above average goaltending, that's a good team. All right. Again, I don't think it's just about the goaltending with them. I think their defense is is average. I know. But but, um, I think, listen, if they're stealing games, you're right. If if you're going to steal something, if you're going to play like last night, yeah, that could be a top two team in the North. No question about it. That's that's all I'm if, saying is that they can score if. goals. They can score goals. So if you can hold them to two and a half, three, it's an average. I know you can't literally hold a team to two and a half in a game, so please don't send a tweet. Did in. you know half of seven Negative. is three? I learned that last night, too. Did you know that? What? Half of seven is three? Huh? Look at the Raptors broadcast for last night. <laughs> Leo had a moment last night. All right. Leo had a moment. And and Matt Devlin, in typical Matt fashion, let it go. Let him Check off the that. hook. Destroyed him constantly <laughs> over it. Destroyed him, which I love. I had uh, I had a lot of mute last night. Uh, the wife and I mean? spent quality. The wife and I spent quality time together. And what that means in this day and age is she watches her show, and mm-hmm. I watch kind of her show, and have the sports on in the background in mute. And sometimes, sometimes she has to put the headset on, and I watch. With the sound on. But last night, there was a lot of mute. So I didn't hear it. By the way, man, I caught something. I started streaming something uh, just this week. I can't... I, I'm late on it. But I can't... Rec- it's it's adult. It's a it's a British British 30-minute per episode stream. There's 12 episodes called I May Destroy You. Okay. It is unreal, man. It is... Okay. Ev- Every angle you could possibly go down. It's funny. Eighteen plus. Dark. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This is this is pushing. This this is pushing NC seventeen labels. No question. Uh, Like more than anything you saw in Game of Thrones. But that's not the point of it. The point of it is, it's wild, man, and it's just it's about just class and it's imperfections and humans and just wow. You know what wow. all these streaming services have done that's really cool is they went combing through the world for really good television and yeah, found it's British. It. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now, I yeah, like it's it's so good. And I'm four I'm four into the twelve episodes. I I'm sorry for diverting. I'm four into the twelve episodes. I can't recommend it enough. It's it's one of those it's like uh, it's similar to uh it's a bit more dark, but it's similar to insecure with um Yeah. You know, it's know fantastic. I, I, I don't forgive know the me. Star. The star, the star, and the writer. I'm she sorry. was on Saturday Night Live and Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Yeah, Issa Rae. Issa Rae. I yeah. really should know that going forward. Issa Rae. Um, You're I, allowed I, to forget names. I got to so bone is. up. I got to bone okay. up. Okay. Devo's going to yell at me. I got to bone up. <laughs> oh, right. Um, I forgot that you're going to a show yeah, like that. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do need to know those names moving forward. But I may destroy you. I cannot recommend that enough. Four words. I may destroy you. Just in your ignite, just talk to it, and it'll send it back to you. Wow, yeah. wow, is I, it something? I did the Le Bureau a couple of uh, a couple is of weeks good? ago. I think with you, yeah. It's 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 basically twenty four in French, but whatever. Okay. Um, to the NFL, Sydney. Cool. 
And uh, I think we got a bit of a shocker today, didn't we? Um, was it a sh- was it a shocker? I mean, look. Well, let's get to the news. Houston Texans and J.J. Watt are no longer a couple. The three-time Defensive Player of the Year asked for his release, um, and he got it. He was scheduled to make a hefty 17.5, or he was scheduled to be worth 17.5 million on the Houston Texans salary cap, and considering we don't right. know where the cap is, some owners, especially the bad ones, are really scared about that. Um, what do you What do you make of this, Tim? There's, I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of takes on the Texans this, and J.J. Watt today. All kinds. this is, but listen, I get it. It makes sense because J.J. Watt, with all the injuries and all that's happened to him, isn't the player he once was. Um, and I think we all kind of understand the economics of it. Otherwise, he would have been traded, I think. Right? Yeah, you can't trade a guy with that price tag. No question about so, it. And that no injury history. So what you have is the death nail on a franchise that has gone through one of the worst years that I have ever seen. And that's not hyperbole. Like, think of what's gone on. They were up 24 to nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs in last year's divisional playoffs. They came back to beat the upstart Buffalo Bills, and everyone was saying, Deshaun Watson, there he goes again. And then up 24 to nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs. And think of where the Chiefs have gone in the last year and where the Texans have gone since that 24 to nothing lead. It is the epitome. Whenever I talk about how fine the line is, this is the epitome of it. If they win that football game, they're up 24 to nothing in. What is the difference between this franchise now and what happened in that last? I mean, think about this. This is the last two years, Sid. I'm just going to rifle through things. Mm-hmm. They traded a third rounder for Duke, Robin, uh, Duke Johnson. They had two first-rounders for the right to pay Laramie Tunsil and his face mask $50 million. DeAndre Hopkins is dealt for David Johnson and a second-rounder. J.J. Watt, the heart of the franchise and the city, is gone for... How about this? Since Jack Easterby was hired in 2019, April, they've lost their GM, DeAndre Hopkins, their head coach, Bill O'Brien, their head of PR, their president, and now the heart of the franchise, J.J. Watt. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. And if you think Deshaun Watson is staying after this, you need to get your head screwed back on because it's fallen off and it's behind you a couple steps. But he signed, just signed, Timmy, just signed in September a four-year, $160 million contract. Where's he going? I'll play devil's advocate on this. Where's Deshaun Watson think he's going? You think that organization's going to trade Deshaun Watson? Really? Really? Why? Yep. Give me one reason why they would trade Deshaun Watson. Because of what you can get back. They're starting over. We we don't know what they can get back. We have no idea what they can get back. We would assume what they can get back, but that's not a a fait accompli. Is there not a more value... like? The quarterback in football is the most valuable possession known to man, is it not? It's a pretty important position, yes. But if I can get Carson Wentz for a quarter of the price, if I can get Ben Roethlisberger for a quarter of the price, why do I have to give up four firsts to you? Why? Well, but it, what he's if not it's the only first. quarterback on the market. What if it, he's not the only quarterback first. on the market? He's, he's, he's the only quarterback yeah. on a crap team that led the the, the NFL in passing. 
Now, he also like, led the NFL in passing because that team is ass, and he threw a lot. Well, you and I both know that, right? Yeah, like, he also everyone, lost DeAndre Hopkins he's, and still, but he's had, not, like, still he's, had a very good statistical year. And I'm not, not just talking about yards. Yeah. Look at his touchdowns the interceptions. But he's not Aaron Rodgers, and he's not Patrick Mahomes, and he's not Tom Brady. He's not. He's not. So what is the he, worth he, on something like that? Uh, For a guy who throws some... a lot on a bad team and just led the, the the NFL in passing in that way. Wait a second. This isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick, homie. Like, look at the touchdown. I don't have them in front of me. Normally I do. Let me, let me grab Look at the touchdowns, the interceptions. If you're talking about a guy on a crappy team just chucking it around, then you have picks. I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, it's something like 32 to 5. His touchdown to interception. His numbers, his numbers this year, uh, 33 touchdowns, 33 to 7. Thank you, Andrew Holland, back at the uh, Sports and 590 the Fan Studios. 33 to 7. That's not just chucking it around. You've seen him in big games. 4, his entire career. 823 yards. That's a good ratio. No doubt about it. That's a good ratio. Uh, you put him again, on a good on, team. You put him on a good team. And listen, if Aaron Rodgers was available, I would say, okay, maybe there's less. But don't give me the Ben Roethlisberger is going to leave and someone would – and don't give me the Carson Wentz. It's not the same. Carson Wentz, team, his team went caca. He went caca with them. This guy's been really good. And does, does it not bother you though? His best he, receiver. Does it not bother you that he just signed this deal? He just signed the contract, and you're bringing in that guy, the eternally GM. unhappy player. Does that bother GM. you at all? Who Deshaun Watson is eternally? Yes. Di- no, the fran- This is like, this is. I don't want to go Vince Carter, Toronto Raptors, but it's pretty damn close. Think of what's happened here and why it's happened. The GM is, since April of 2019, the GM is gone. The head coach is gone. The president of the team is gone. Why did the head of PR bounce? DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Well, they fired J. J. the head Watt of the team. is gone. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, if, if all of this change bothers you, like some of this change was before the deal. Like, what are we talking about? Look, at the end of the day, it's about pieces, Tim. If they get enough pieces, you're right. They're going to trade Deshaun Watson. They're going to trade Deshaun Watson. But Deshaun Watson's not a top four quarterback in this league for me right now. Okay, He's, he's not. Five. He's a top five quarterback in the league. Yeah, you know what? If Drew Brees doesn't re- – like, Drew Brees is better than Deshaun Watson. Sorry. He is. St- do, he is. Do you want to go statistically? No, I want to go winning games. Give me okay. winning games. How about winning okay. a sec- How about winning a game to get you in the second round? Can you give me that statistic? Give me that statistic because I'm waiting well, for that statistic. Drew Brees this Watson. year, big mouth. Drew Brees has won plenty. This, Drew Brees has been to NFC title games. Not this, this year. year. Not this year. <laughs> I just found it ironic. Well, how many that's how many all. times has Deshaun Watson been in the second round? I'm, that's all I'm asking. I know. I know that's all I'm asking. Drew Brees went how many times I'm, to the Super I'm gonna Bowl? Give up, I'm going to give up five first round picks for that. Four first round picks for that. Do you know who had a, a a better QB rating this year than Deshaun Watson? The answer is nobody. Only the MVP of the league, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, not That's good enough, it. Deshaun. You should have beat Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> not good <laughs> Hold enough. Hold on. The rest of the guys are on really good teams. <laughs> not good enough, Tim. I'm is not moving Russell from this. Wilson ahead of him? No. 
Russell Wilson's not ahead of him. Russell so Wilson's saying, not ahead of him. So you're saying, okay. So you're saying Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson aren't worth much. All right. I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. What I'm saying is, if you're going to give up four first-round picks, I'm just pulling. I'm just give pulling. me a top three. But there are people yeah. who think he's top three. Tim, there are people who think he's top three. Of course he's, there are. If not higher than that, because they see, see all the yards and go, okay. It's not that easy. Uh, it Adam isn't. Ranks, Adam ranks next. Do you want to just start with his, his yes. rank from yeah, Adam? Let rank rank him. And then we'll talk right. wrestling, as we always uh, do. Kevin BX and Steve Dangle. I wonder if Rank saw the promo that Edge he cut because he's he a wrestling to. dude Tim, about Steve to. Dangle. All right, we'll he do it next. To. Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio and TV. Deshaun Watson's better than Sid thinks. All right, I screwed up. I got caught up in that Deshaun Watson conversation and forgot about our match game. Uh, the Texans handled last year worse than blank. Uh, we've put it out on the internet once again. The Texans handled the last year worse than blank. There are a lot of possibilities. We've already got some good ones. I just wanted to introduce it to the television yes, audience. Of course. But non-linear-wise, as the buzzword kids like to say, uh, this is already raging. So send yours in. ASAP at Tim and Sid on Twitter. Just, uh, just want to clarify things. Everyone's really angry at my Deshaun Watson take. Okay. Uh, I said Deshaun Watson uh, is not a top four quarterback in the uh, NFL. I want to, I want to correct the record. He's not even top five. Josh Allen's better than Deshaun Watson. Okay, don't even give me that. So I forgot about Josh Allen. So I'll throw him on the pile. But no, ahead, give me five first rounders for a guy it. one and two career in the postseason. Go ahead. Adam Rank is joining Hold us on. here on Tim. Isn't, isn't, isn't Josh Allen literally one and two in the playoffs? Like Josh Allen. Two this year. It's not about playoff records, Tim. You know this. One this it's year. Not about, <laughs> well, they did get to an AFC title game, so I think he's doing a little bit better than that. Adam Rank is joining us here on Tim and Sid. <laughs> Rank, we have two parallel stories here now running concurrently. Kind of three when you, when you add on the Deshaun Watson debate that's raging. That uh, one, you just dug the hole bigger. That's all. Oh, it's real, oh I can't, man, so exhausting being this right. So where does Deshaun Watson <laughs> fall among the current NFL quarterbacks? And I'll include rank Drew Brees. Rank him, Because he had rank him, rank. And, so, and I'll include Drew Brees in that because he hasn't technically retired. Two, um, where, where do you think this, this J.J. Watt thing goes? Like what team does he sign up for? And the other storyline is – the feud we started here yesterday on the show between Edge and local Toronto Maple Leaf legend. Uh, well, he didn't play for the Leafs, but he likes him. Steve Dangle. So we have a lot going on here, Adam. Like, and you're a good friend of the show. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a buffet of options in front of you. Pick up your plate and walk up and down, and you select what goes first and where. Go ahead. It's so funny that you put an option out there that includes professional wrestling, and you think that's not going to be the one that I take. Like, of course – like, of course I'm going to take, of course I'm going to dive in. I don't know. When I was sitting here, I was, I was worried about who Edge was in a feud with. I thought you were going to say Doug Gilmore or somebody like that. But, you know, listen, Edge, is there, I don't know what the feud is, and I don't even know what the parameters are, but I'm already taking Edge's side. Like, I'm already, like I've already professed myself to being a huge mark for Edge. So there's whatever it is. Like, I don't, I, there's really not too much he could do. Unless he besmirched the names of my children or something, I don't know. I couldn't. Okay. I couldn't find a way to be against Edge, so I, I'm definitely on his side here. Fair enough. Okay, so Edge joined us on the show yesterday, and when you're done this interview, uh, we're going to get the producers to send you 
he's a he's a huge Toronto Maple Leaf fan. And there's a guy up here who does fan videos named Steve Dangle who has um, a similar backdrop than Edge's Shrine to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And there was a little junk talk between the two back and forth. And we'll send it to you. And then I'd love you just to tweet us back and tell us what you think, okay? Oh, please. Yeah, let me, let me, let me, uh, I got to get involved in this. I feel like somebody's it's, it's, encroaching. On what is this? What is this guy? I don't. I forgot his name already. But what is he? Is Steve he doing Dangle. a five-second pose as well? Does he spear people? Like how? How bad does this go? Like how he much spears, is he taking? He, no, he spears people with his fandom. Is basically yeah. what this okay. is coming down to. Is who is the bigger Leaf fan? And it's all just just turned into this thing that we did not anticipate. So, as a lover of the squared circle, which you are, uh, please give it some time after the fact. I'll give you. I'll give you one quick rumble take before we move on here because I know oh, I know you on, have legit takes. We can just ask Adam, Adam, if you got nothing to do, and I, I don't think that you don't have anything to do, uh, but I think you're in California and it's tougher to do things. Um, if you want to stick around, the best of the week may actually include all of this. So if you if you have time to stick through a commercial break, we could play it all for you. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, of course. All right, Adam We're Rank, family. Of course, I'll wait. Yeah, of course, of course I'll hang out. Okay. All right. Please stay as long as we tell you to. Of course. <laughs> um, all right. So, so JJ, so JJ Watt asks for his release from Houston. Uh, it is given. What's the perfect landing spot for him? But where do you, you think know, he'll really, end up? Well, the perfect landing spot for him is probably the one that I think he could end up at. I think Buffalo makes a lot of sense. And when you're looking at one of those final pieces to the puzzle, because obviously you just talked about Josh Allen being one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. I would agree with that. I think that he's really come along, really improved over the last couple of uh, years. I know a lot of people were concerned about his accuracy and everything, but Josh Allen has taken a step forward and the offense with Stephon Diggs. And even though they don't run the football, it doesn't seem to matter. They can throw it all over the yard. They just need a couple of pieces on defense. I think that somebody like J.J. Watt coming in, who's a good, who's good against the run, who can get to the quarterback, I think that would be pretty big. And I think that when you look at the landscape of the AFC, the Bills are built to be to be there for a while. You know, they're going to be they're not a they're not a team that you're like ah it's not it's not passing through. Like I look at some other teams, you know, when, when you saw the Jags a couple of years ago, you're like nah okay, like they're. That's not sustainable. Like, you've got a miracle year out of Blake Bortles. I think that anytime you have a quarterback who can play in this league and play at a high level, your team's always going to be in contention. So then you start looking for players like J.J. Watt, who they've already made their money. They're looking for the best possible situation. Buffalo is amongst the top three that I would believe. I know people have thrown out Pittsburgh because of his connection with his brothers already playing there, which, well, that'd be awesome. That's the one I'm rooting for. Full disclosure, that's the one I'm rooting for. Why not? (laughs) It's got kind of a college vibe to it, where it's like, oh, they have all three of the brothers. Like, that that would be a lot of fun. I know that Green Bay's been mentioned, but I think that if he wants to go to an NFC team, and I don't know the cap situation, I don't know how much money he would have to waive or anything like that, but the Rams seem so loaded. And so ready to go and make a run. I mean, no, the Rams, like there's the thing with the Rams. Like they got to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago with West Coast Trubisky, Jared Goff. 
and they got very <laughs> now they got Stafford, and now they're very close again. And the Rams are just one of those teams that always are on the cusp. It seems like, and honestly, I if, like if Aaron Donald, if Aaron Donald didn't get hurt this year with the with the rib injury against the Seahawks, I thought that they had an opportunity to beat the Packers. Like you could, we obviously saw it wasn't going to be difficult to go to Green Bay and win a playoff game. So I thought the Rams were in the mix. So I think that that would be fun too. But I think Pittsburgh and Buffalo to me are the two ideal spots right now. Uh, there was a tweet from one Stefan Diggs who uh, had a pretty successful transition to Buffalo who just uh, sent it out to at JJ Watt. Just hear me out real quick, big fella, with a little <laughs> emoji beside it. So maybe there are powers already at work on that Buffalo side of things. Uh, I got to get you to weigh in on this Deshaun Watson conversation that I had with Sid. And, and maybe I backed him into a corner because I think all you were saying was, is he worth four first-round picks? And then it turned into this top turned into five he's worthless. Thing. No, I regret and, nothing. I didn't even back him in any corner. It, it went from – I, I wouldn't give up four first-rounders for him to – He's not a top-five quarterback in football. Tim, I regret nothing. I regret okay, so, nothing. So can you rank your top like, – I, I can find two that I put ahead of him for sure, and then I struggle. Um, and maybe I should put Tom Brady ahead of him. And maybe, I don't know, Lamar, I, Lamar Jackson. I, 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 who do you got? I Who's forgot about top Lamar. five. No, I would, take, I would take Deshaun Watson over Lamar Jackson. I think I would, I would feel pretty comfortable – with really? that, I think the guys that you would consider ahead of him, I guess Rodgers, if I have Rogers, to be Mahomes. that way. Rodgers, Mahomes, Russell Wilson is also in there. I'm curious, like Brady, mm. like Brady is so short term, like for one season, or you're playing a game of Madden, like, okay, yeah, maybe I'll go with Tom Brady. But when you're thinking of like long term and a guy who's going to be the face of your franchise for at least five years, I think Deshaun Watson. Is pretty close. And Josh Allen, like your guy up there in Buffalo, I, I think that that's, yeah, like I, I can understand that people would favor Josh Allen. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to argue too, too vigorously with that one. But I definitely believe that he's in that upper, upper tier of quarterbacks. Like he's, he's main event status. Like the, one of the things that always I feel hurts Deshaun Watson is that he was a year, like he was, he started his rookie year. So he got a head start on Mahomes. It's kind of like when you think of like grunge rock from the nineties, like Soundgarden, you know, started before Pearl Jam and Nirvana. And then those guys kind of passed them. But you're like, Oh yeah. Soundgarden was the OG. Like they were the good ones. And Deshaun, when he played during his rookie season was such a revelation, you know, before his knee injury, like he was amazing. You know, he went out there and kind of flipped everything on its head and, Honestly, when you look at the way that this Houston Texans organization is being run, not very, it's not very well. Like they're not doing a a significant they're not doing a great job. Like they're getting rid of all their good players. Not that and not to throw JJ Watt in the mix, but I'm thinking about DeAndre Hopkins last year. Will Fuller's probably not going to come back this season. So he they're losing a lot of people. They're bringing in guys like David Johnson, and you know it's just it's a bad situation that I feel like if he went to a better team like if he went and I, even as a bears fan i'm like i don't know like i don't know how much that better that would be but if you went to a team like the 49ers and the 49ers are one of those teams that i feel are close enough to where like give up all your picks like it's not going to matter that guy playing with kyle shanahan i think that we would see deshaun watson people thinking that he could be the best quarterback in the league if he was in a better situation i'm not saying that he is 
But I'm thinking if he was in a better situation playing for somebody like Kyle Shanahan or Matt LaFleur, and obviously the Rams already made their move with, with Matthew Stafford, but I think Deshaun Watson is one of the, the main event guys. But if only there was a team dumb enough to basically give up all their picks for the next – wait a second. What are the Bears going to do, Adam? What are the Bears going to do? The, Would the, that, that's who should be on speed dial. You want somebody to pay more than they should for a quarterback? Then you call Ryan Pace. I think that that's <laughs> – you know, that's – that's what you got to do. I think, you know, it's funny, too, because the Colts would be in the mix, too, if they weren't in the division. I think that they kind of, good you point. know, they, good they're they good enough. Like, they've got the offensive line. They've got some nice receivers. They've got a defense that's pretty good, but you're not going to de- deal them in the division. I know that it's happened before. Somebody threw out Donovan McNabb, who went from Philadelphia to Washington, but you're like, yeah, that was Donovan McNabb at the end of his career. It wasn't, it wasn't him on the ascent. So I don't think that that would happen. But I think the Bears are a team that will probably likely be willing to overpay for Deshaun Watson. And honestly, like first-round picks, I think we, we give them such this reverence. It's like having a gift card. Like when somebody gives you a gift card, it's awesome. You're like, oh, this is cool. But it stays in your wallet forever because you don't want to spend it. You're like, is this gift card worthy? Like, am I really buying, you know, am I using my gift card to get a box of Raisinets or something? Like, I don't know. Like, it's just like – it's got to be like super special. And I believe that people are the same way with first round picks, but all you need to do is go back and look at NFL drafts and look at the number of first round picks that don't, that don't pan out. And for the bears, you can look at guys like Kevin white, Leonard Floyd, like, okay, would you be willing to give up Kevin white and Leonard Floyd and even Roquan Smith, who's turned out to be a pretty good player. Like, I would even throw him in the mix, too. Like, those three guys, yeah, I'm happily giving them up. Mitch Trubisky, like, happily giving up all of those guys to get Deshaun Watson. I think that we people value those way too much. Uh, I like a lot of Nestle products. Uh, Raisinets are not one of them. Uh, you can give me an Aero Bar. You can give me a Big Turk. You can give me a Crunchy. You can give me a, a Crispy Crunch. You give me Raisinets, yeah. I give them back. I will tell you that right now. Have you? How many times in your life, and I need a quick answer on this one because we're going to take the break and we're going to come back with you. How many times in your life have you looked in the mirror and cut a promo? Endless. I, I think <laughs> I think the, the conservative conservative answer would be once a day. Right after I, breakfast. I, Let me tell you something, Weed Bix. Yeah. Like, you look in the mirror. Every day. Every day. Every day. Especially, like, I have a downstairs mirror that is actually perfect for me. Like, if the light hits me, I look kind of look kind of good. Uh, like, I look yeah. like a, like, I look like Batista a little bit. So I sit there and I cut a promo. I cut a promo on my contact right. lenses or whatever. It doesn't matter. I'll do it once a day. All right. Coming up after the break, uh, someone cut a promo for Edge and they may regret it. He's going to join us later. Adam Rank's going to stick around. We'll explain it all next right here on Tim and Sid, Coast to Coast Sportsnet TV and Radio. It is time now for the best of the week. Brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken Crave. Delicious. Now, normally, we give you the options for our favorite clip of the week. You go vote on Twitter, at Tim and Sid, and we reveal the winner at the end of the show. This time, Adam Rank, Sid Zixero, we are doing it a little differently. We're going to provide the context of our conversation with Edge first, 
and then two promos cut, one by Steve Dangle, our good friend and massive Maple Leafs fan, the other from Edge, our good friend and massive Maple Leafs fan. Uh, we start this uh, tragedy in three parts with Act One. Yesterday, <laughs> Edge on the show chirping Steve Dangle regarding his Leaf Shrine basement. Roll it. Steve Dangle is the king of the Leaf paraphernalia behind him during his segments. Do you want to become the new Steve Dangle? I mean, there's no competition, man. I'm leaving him in the dust. There's just, just, I'm sorry, Dangle, but you're dangling by thread. What is that? What is that? Beauty up. That's so hot. Yeah. That's the real belt right there. So he throws down a little bit, shows us this Toronto Maple Leaf belt that is carved with the with the logo and all of the information from the Toronto Maple Leafs all over it. So Dangle's all jealous, and he goes to Twitter and posts this response to Edge, the R-rated superstar. Hello, Edge. I caught your appearance on Tim and Sid, and I couldn't help but overhear you chirping my blue room and calling out my Toronto Maple Leafs fandom. And to that, I gotta say, it's an honor to be called out by the rated R superstar himself, the owner of one of the most illustrious careers in WWE history, and more importantly, the owner of one of the grainiest webcams I have ever seen in my entire life. Grainier than a bowl of all brand. But as long as we're talking about the buds, I am the biggest Leafs fan in the entire world. I've been a bigger Leafs fan than you since you were line mates with Christian and Gangrel. No need to brood on it, it's just the truth. So I saw that from Dangle last night, and I'm thinking to myself, man, it would be cool if Edge cut his own promo. (laughs) And sure as bleep, he did. The only difference is Edge's was good. (laughs) Oh, hi, Dangle. If that is indeed your real name, not a manly, realistic name like Edge. You know, last night I saw your video, and then I sent the Edge signal blazing across the starry indigo evening sky to my worldwide legions of Edge minions, and none of them knew who you are. Except for Frank, the maitre d' at the Swiss Chalet on University, and he told me that you are a professional appreciator. How does one get that degree? Oh, what's that little Edge? Sorry, my 224th action figure has told me that you attained said degree by rolling up the rim to win. Now, since you don't have theme music that I can quote and you've never hung with a gang of cool vampires, your claim to fame is that you are a Leafs fan, like the rest of Ontario and half of Canada. See, I'm a Royal Rumble winner, meaning I can challenge any champion, yet you're a champion of nothing. Huh. If I had a soul, I think I'd feel bad right now. Lucky for me. But you cut a heck of a promo, kid, so you have a future doing something, maybe as an auctioneer, or a tarot card reader, or a a carnival barker. Now, if this was just a cheap ploy to try and get a signed 8x10, you can just ask me because I am a benevolent, dictated man. But the one thing that we can agree on is that by the power of Bunny LaRock, Go, Leafs, go. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Rank, Adam. do you have a winner here? Oh, my gosh. This is 
well, first of all, this is edge of the walk. This is very much, <laughs> this is like Booker T showing up and the rock mouthing the words, who that bleep are you? <laughs> I, I will say this though. The, the dangle cut a great promo. And I love the whole thing about quoting the brood and all that stuff. And I thought like, that's pretty good. Like for somebody, it's kind of like if you're watching a, a like a pro-am and I know Pebble beach doesn't have the celebrities this year where like, you see one of the celebrities hit a good shot. You're like, Oh, like that's a nice shot. <laughs> like the guy from Melrose place can actually play a little golf. And then Jordan speed sticks it like, three inches from the hole. You're like, oh, that's right. right. I forgot what the professional looks like and (laughs) sounds like. And I think that's what happened here. Solid promo. Great great stuff. Forgive forgive me. Time is not our friend. We love you, brother. Thanks for being a part of this, as always. We got to go. We're not done with this story. Kevin BX also next. Plenty of Tim and Sid on the horizon. Time for Tim and Sid. 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 Time for Real Sports Talk with Tim McCallum and Sid Sexero. Thank you very much, Sheepdog. Still to come, Steve Dangle in the midst of this war with oh, Edge. He, he is going to be wound up. Oh, will join us. We will discuss why and how he decided to take up this war with Edge and if he ever thought Edge would indeed respond. And coming up in a couple minutes from now, Kevin Bieksa from the NHL on Sportsnet, a guy who knows the Vancouver market pretty well, and that market a little wound up right now as we speak. Uh, I don't blame him. So we'll get to that uh, coming up momentarily here on Tim and Sid. Also worth noting tomorrow, uh, Scotiabank Hockey Day in Canada. It begins at 2 p.m. Eastern. It's uh, basically an all-day CBC Sportsnet affair, as you know by now, and normally... We know, like, Ron, uh, Ron McClain, in lieu of going to, like, uh, places across the country, he's just invading people's backyards and playing hockey, which is a great visual and really cool to see. Uh, but tomorrow's going to be visually uh, and virtually a very different hockey day in Canada. This year's theme is inclusion. It is diversity, something that means a lot to a lot of people around the league, including P.K. Subban, who is also co-chair of the league's Player Inclusion Committee. Take a look at this. been a great experience for me um, as someone that has done a lot of individual things in, in communities that I've played in and where I've lived uh, to be able to do something on on this on this stage and in this scale is uh, pretty interesting and something that's very intriguing um, you know you don't know uh, how much you can help people and the change that you can implement for the better uh, and until you put your best foot forward, and I'm just trying to do that with the support of the league. So a little different this time around, but still the same aim, and that is to unite with Hockey Day in Canada here on Sportsnet and CBC. And oh, by the way, there's just a triple header. That's you know, I forgot to mention that. The triple header of North right. Action throughout uh, Canada, which we're all growing accustomed to and hopefully stays in the National Hockey League in some particular way. Maybe they could find a way, Tim, to get a couple more Canadian games on the schedule. Seems like everyone likes it. Like some of us thought off the front of the season. Uh, Again, that is the schedule. Um, Sens and Jets, Habs, Leafs, and capped by Flames and Canucks. Again, that flame. (sighs) 
man. Like, I don't want to jump too into the discussion yet, and I want to wait for Kevin Bieksa to jump on here with us. All right. But man, oh man, that that stretch of four straight games between them is like if you're if you are inside that Canucks organization and Jacob Markstrom continuously looks like Patrick Waugh here against you, three and zero this season with a nine six eight save percentage. <laughs> right. It's just the optics of it are awful, just yeah. awful, and I don't know how you'd survive that kind of heat with with a fan base as fervent as Vancouver's. I just don't know how you do it. Uh, completely agree. And and it's kind of why the back-to-backs, to me, seem like they make sense. I don't know if you need three or four games in a row like people are talking about taking from this pandemic-shortened season. Like, are you, are you with me? Okay, back-to-backs, you save a little money, you get a little fire. I like it. But the three-game set, or dare I say the four-game series that we're seeing between the Canucks and the Flames right now, like... I don't think we're going to see that next year, are we? Well, what I, what I don't want to see are like nine straight games between the Blues and Coyotes. That I don't want to see. I don't think anyone wants to see that. No, but my uh, point here is that you could get one guy injured. Like, you could lose your goalie, and you play four divisional games in a row, and you have a week to ten-day yeah. injury that takes out a key player for four of those games. It's like, a bit that much. That seems silly to me. It's a bit much. I, I would agree yeah. with I'll take the two, though. No, I'll take the like, two. Like, if you're telling me Vancouver's going to Toronto for a couple or Toronto's going into Vancouver for a couple, yeah, I'll, 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 live, I'll live with that. If it's three, I wasn't camp three for a while, but kind of hearing that argument you just made, to me, it actually it makes sense to me. It does make sense yeah. to me. Three is a bit much. But two, if it means that certain rights holders get more national games of this ilk, yes, mm-hmm. sign me up for that 100%. Kevin Bieksa, Sportsnet Hockey Analyst. Joining us here on the line, Kevin. It's it's great to talk to you. What do you, what do you make of this uh, of the of the two games in one city, the three straight games in one city? Are you is this something that what that that Kevin BX, the player, would have been in favor of, regardless of the consequences? I know it's obviously it's there for a reason, but would you have liked this? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it makes sense though. Like if you're looking at you trying to minimize travel and minimize exposure to uh, putting yourself out there. It makes sense. It's not ideal, obviously. I, I, again, I came up in the in the college uh, setting where we played back-to-back games every Friday and Saturday against the team, and it was really difficult to win both those games. It was more more often than not a split, and you're seeing that too. Like, there's very few sweeps unless somebody's playing the Ottawa Senators right now. So that being said, four games like i don't know like i've never i mean that's like like a playoff series right where you're playing the same team four games in a row and i really think coaching comes into play when you're playing the exact same team four games in a row your coaches really can earn their paychecks because there can be adjustments when you're going against the same group the same penalty kill the same four check you you have to be able to make adjustments and and that's why you find in, in playoff series the coaches that make adjustments are usually the teams that win so it's interesting to watch it from that standpoint, but no, I mean, not, not ideal, right? You like to, I like to beat up on different guys every, every game. So it wouldn't be ideal. <laughs> what about like post pandemic, we are back to normal at some point and you get two games in a city where you can kind of chill out and go, you know, have a, a bite to eat with the team. Would the players actually like that? Like I know the California trip would probably be better for Canadian teams if you're there for two, but would the players enjoy kind of not having to pack up the gear every day and go on to another spot? 
Well, you got to remember the players don't pack up crap, right? <laughs> players, you're, you're lucky if the players carry their bags from the dressing room to the truck. It's the trainers that would really love. I'm sure the trainers would want to be in the bubble for the rest of the season because they're the ones that are packing up everything. But when you're, depending on the city, when you're in a good city for a couple of days and you can unload and go to some restaurants and just, uh, you know, not, not pack up your stuff every day, that, that would be huge. Like I know a lot of teams when they go through Calgary, sorry, uh, Vancouver, because it's West coast, they'll stay there for a couple of days and they'll make a trip out of it. And same with the California trips. Um, I always look forward to that as a player. I just, but if you're a coach and if you're a management, right, it, it, it gives your players – This is we're talking post-pandemic right now. But yeah. it gives your players more opportunities to go out and have some fun. And, and usually that's where rookie parties are planned, when there's big, uh, you know, big breaks in the schedule where you're in one city. So it can be a little bit dangerous, but I think that makes the team stronger anyway. So I would be all for it. I, I always enjoyed it. I could spend a couple nights at West Oak. I could deal with that. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Bieksa here on Tim and Sid. Until you got the until you got the bill, right? Until you got the uh, overpriced the bill. bill. Yeah, that's where I tap out. Yep, that's where I guys. Yeah. I can't find my wallet, man. I'm sorry, sorry, but, Kevin. Yeah. Um, Pete, but Pete Kevin Peter just puts his arm around you and he's like, "Oh, sorry, I comped your drinks for you, but the food's going to be uh, ten thousand dollars." Yeah, thanks, Peter. But then I pull, then I pull the Joe Pesci <laughs> seat in the restaurant. You're trying to, you're trying to embarrass me in front of my friends like this. You don't want to be out of order. You don't want to be out of order. Oh yeah, Kevin Bieksa here on Tim. You're out of order. You're out of order. Um, but in terms of uh, – Kevin, I, I've always wondered – because, I mean, the Kings won their cups. Like, West Coast teams have won cups. It's not unheard of. But that travel, did you find by the end of the year – take away the take away the runs you had in the postseason, because I know you had runs. But, like, how, how different a shape is a team in Vancouver and L.A. and San Jose by, by late March compared to the East Coast teams? And could playing consecutive days in those cities really – help out the Vancouver's and the Kings of the world in that as in that sense. Yeah, it could for sure. And again, I don't, it's all I've ever known, right. In the NHL and even in the minors that played in Winnipeg, which was, you know, all by itself, all I've ever known is being on the West coast and having bad travel and coming back from long road trips and landing at two thirty three in the morning, getting home by three thirty, in bed by four up at eight o'clock with the kids so that's all I've ever known, but I know it does definitely take its toll on your body. And you're, you're exhausted and, and you want to go to the pra- to practice the next day and you want to get in your workout before and you want to get a good practice in. And, but you just run out of energy and you're just, you're crushed all the time. Not all the time, but there's road trips where you're just crushed. Like I remember a few times in Anaheim, not sorry, I shouldn't say a few times, a lot of times in Anaheim where sleep wasn't really a priority and rest wasn't as much of a priority as it was in, in other cities. And we would get home and uh, Santa Ana has a flight curfew at 11 o'clock. So anytime we landed after 11, which was always, we would have to go to LAX. Well, most of us lived an hour, hour and a half away from LAX. So by the time we Ubered to our places and got to sleep, it was, it was four, four thirty, And there was a lot of times where we had to be at the rink at 11 and it just, it just wasn't enough time. And we'd, battle through a practice and struggle through a workout and and then you try to get your sleep afterwards so um, it takes a toll on your body for sure over over a period of time but uh, I, I was kind of shocked when I heard some of these teams on the east coast how they sleep in their beds like 25 nights a month when you know and and on the west coast it's probably closer to half so that that's a huge advantage when you put that over an 82 game schedule yeah, we've had that conversation a couple of times, and now the investments in sleep science on all those West Coast teams because of it. Uh, Kevin Bieksa joining us here uh, on Tim and Sid. He's from the NHL on Sportsnet. And 
uh, someone who knows the Vancouver market well. And I know last time we talked, we had a conversation about how much pressure is on that team in that market oftentimes. They've played better the last two games, but uh, it still feels like everyone's just pointing to the lost six straight. Do, do you take solace in the way they've played the last couple games, or are you just looking at results? Well, you, you don't get two points for trying in the NHL, and unfortunately, when you're you know you're lower in the in the standings in your division, and you, you don't really have time to have these moral games where they you know they build morale, but you don't get the two points. Like at this point, who cares? Like just get you got to get points in games. They got to claw their way back into the standings because a lot of teams have everybody has games in hand on them. They're way below, and you know like yeah, you want to play the right way and you want to build build your game, but they're almost they're running out of a runway a little bit. So um, you, you're hoping that translate into some wins coming up, but you're right. They are playing the right way at least. And they're, if there's losing the right way, they're, that's what they're doing right now. I don't know how coaches feel about that, losing the right way, but they're losing the right way. They're, they're, they're having a good effort and they're playing a little bit more consistent. Kevin BX here on Tim and Sid. Kevin, is there an, a built-in... I hate to say excuse, but I don't have another way to phrase it. Is there a built-in excuse for the Canucks in that they have played more games than anyone in this division and they've had less practice time than anyone in this division? Like, should we give Travis Green a bit of an out here, or am I reaching? Yeah, there's a, there's an argument to be made there. I think practice really gives you an opportunity to work on things that you're deficient in. So, you know, their entries and their, sorry, their exits from their zone weren't particularly good a couple of weeks ago. And... You know, there's just no time to correct it. You can watch video, which is great, and you can drill it into your head, but then you need the muscle memory. Then you got to go out and practice it and go through repetitions and repetition, repetition, and that burns it into your skull. And they just haven't had that opportunity. So you're right. To, to fix some of their problems that they've had, um, practice would definitely help. So it's, a, it's definitely a bit of an excuse there, but uh, I, I would give it to them. I, uh, I hate to tell you this, but I think all three of us agreed – uh, that the Montreal Canadiens were built the right way in the north. But now I ask, with the Leafs playing the way they are and actually getting some goaltending, does that change your mind on who the best in the division is? Well, they're, they're both up there for sure. They're both competing for the best team in the north. thing I, I, I said from the beginning, yeah, like I like the way Montreal's built. But another thing I said is Montreal's built to win in the playoffs. And... You know, uh, Toronto is is built to win in the regular season. The game changes, as we all know, in the playoffs. It's not the same game. It's not the freewheeling, high-scoring games in the playoffs as much as it is in the regular season. So, you know, Montreal and Toronto are both clearly going to make the playoffs, barring disaster. And, again, if you're, you know, and no need Leaf fans all over me for this, but you guys all know I speak the truth. Like, I'm just giving you my opinion. I think it's a really tough series for, for Toronto to win four games against Montreal in a, in a tight-checking physical playoff series. But that being said, it can be done. The Leafs have been super impressive lately. Uh, well, all season for that matter, but the the way they control the puck and, the, and, the, and it seems like they're making better decisions. They're not... They're not throwing, like, the, the hope passes. They're not doing that as much. And, and, you know, coincidentally, they're not giving up as many shots on that. I think they're fourth or fifth least uh, shots against in the NHL right now. So there's a correlation there. There's, there's playing the way the Leafs want to play with puck possession and high offense and pushing the pace while still being somewhat responsible with the puck. And they're, they're managing that very well right now. 
Sports and hockey analyst Kevin Bieksa here on Tim and Sid. Are, are, are the offenses just coming back down to earth here, Kevin, off the first 10 or so games? Like, we were seeing, we were seeing defenses that just couldn't figure anything out. And the scoring has gone down here. Was this always a natural uh, regression offensively? Like, defenses are finally starting to catch up to what was happening early in the season? Well, put it this way. What do you think guys are working on in the summer? Like, in between the playoff season and there was a couple months, do you, what do you think uh, Morgan Rowley's doing edges. on the ice? Do you, think, do you think he's just standing in the slot boxing guys out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm with you. I've, I've, their... I've seen that video of McDavid and, and Matthews down in Arizona doing their thing. Yeah, you're right. You're bang on. You're bang yeah, on. You think, you think Dreisaitl's doing two-pad stack blocking shots in the point? You think that's what he's working on when he's on the ice? Like, these guys are working on their skill sets. They're working on their skating, their shooting, their passing, their explosiveness. Nobody's working on their defense. Defense has to be implemented in training camp and preseason and the beginning of the season. Well, they didn't have any of that. So it made sense why everybody came out of the gates flying and how there was a lot of goals and a lot of breakdowns because defense takes time and structure and practice and repetition. So that's, that's the way I look at that. Kevin Bieksa here on Tim and Sid. Uh, Mama McAuliffe always said I was a little too perceptive for my own good. Uh, do you got a dog with you? And if so, what kind of dog do you have, Kevin Bieksa? I don't have a dog with me right now. I'm actually in Austin with my son. We have a, a hockey game tonight. No, um, there's a dog in the uh, in the restaurant here. Yeah, you're right. He just barked. Dog <laughs> in the restaurant. So you guys in Canada can't even go out to restaurants here. In, I'm not allowed to see Texas. a dog. Like, it's part of the quarantine. No dogs. You can't see a dog. Like, I can't even find one. <laughs> like, that's how strict we're well, here in Texas, there's, there, there's dogs sitting on chairs in restaurants eating off the Smoke. plate. So it's things are a little bit different dogs, down here. Dogs yeah. are smoking. Yeah, whatever they oh, want. Marijuana. He's smoking marijuana. <laughs> Wee bit different. That's what I think of when I think That's of Texas. Rough. I would I would I mean I'm on the ice, but it's outdoors on a on a pond at minus fourteen right now. So I would take what you're doing right now in a flash. Uh listen, we always in, enjoy talking to you, whether it's in a, a restaurant in Austin with a dog sitting at a table or not. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking weed. Don't forget that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Two references. Why not? Tell them to take Thanks, it easy. Kevin. Tell them to take it easy. Thanks. <laughs> Relax, talk. Okay, guys. Talk tell them don't drive. <laughs> tell them don't drive. It's the same thing. He knows. He knows. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> There's Kevin There's Bieksa. Kevin Bieksa. Uh, seen yeah, that commercial him. enough, eh? Which one? Oh, which one? Don't is drive high. Don't drive high. Well, yeah. I and and there was same the one. Thing. Uh, which one? Because I see the one all the time. The guys, the guys, pay, the rolling papers are talking to him. The pirate. That's what the one I always guy? catch. What about the guy going through the drive-through? And she says, "Oh, and he uh, lit like a Christmas tree." And she, yeah, 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 that yeah. One I know. Let me guess. A yeah. side of baked. Yeah. Don't but drive like, high, kids. But like the pirate was Spanish too. Like there was a lot going on in that commercial, right? <laughs> it was. It was, like, it was Antonio. Was like they it got the Antonio zigzag, zigzags, it? but they got yeah. they got Antonio Banderas to do the VO. <laughs> And he's you like, can't you are, drive. You are way too high. Way too high. You can't drive, Dave. You can't. It was, Pop, it was Poppy from Levitard. <laughs> you don't get to drive. <laughs> you don't get to drive. Put the keys down. Uh, we got a match game right now uh, that, was, uh, that was born of the Houston Texans nonsense over the last year, and we rolled through everything that they have been through. They lost a president. They lost a GM. They lost their captain. They lost their best receiver. And they're probably going to lose their quarterback, although they'll get something. Hold on. Hold on. But some, some, I know you're not characterizing it purposely this way. 
it wasn't just they lost. Some of that they screwed up. Some of that they sent out of town. Some of that they facilitated. Just to make that clear. You're not suggesting otherwise, but I just want to make that clear. It's not just, I just all wanna, they lost. I just want to uh, reiterate that they were up 24 to nothing on the Kansas City Chiefs at one time last year. And the people that are gone because of what's happened since are so numerous that there's no way that you can actually field a good team. You're starting over again. I think that's fair. That's a fair statement. You know what I mean? Like it's just yep. you've you've hit the rebuild button because you couldn't hang on to a twenty-four to nothing lead. So where do you think it went wrong then? In the aftermath of twenty-four nothing, like honestly, there has to well, be there's like there... a there's like a pivotal hit, like hit, history's hinged moment where the Texans kind of went down a road and you couldn't come back from. I mean, the obvious answer is Hopkins. Like that's right. the and deal where it's like, what are you doing, really? But letting Bill O'Brien make that deal. And then uh, firing Bill O'Brien after allowing yes. him to make that deal. Like, it's just, it's it's a cavalcade of errors one after another, right? Like, it's just, the Bill O'Brien you have probably to have some one. sort of stability. The Bill, the Bill O'Brien, I blocked that out of my memory. That's probably where it all went to bleep, right? Yeah. Like, he GM'd high. Like, I don't know what he was yeah. doing. You can't trade Hopkins. <laughs> You're too high. <laughs> That's no a good bill. point. Too high. That's a good point. That's so probably we, where it all started. Sorry, get to the match game. This is good. Sorry, no, we sent out a match game earlier today. Uh, the match game go. Can we get a little music here? Andrew the match Hall, game. Let's go. Thank you, Andrew. Nice. Thank you. Match game goes as such. The Texans handled the last year worse than blank. And again, <laughs> president, GM, coach, uh, quarterbacks. Probably going to be gone. Wide receiver's gone. J.J. Watt's gone. It's been a tough year. Oh, yeah, and there's been a global pandemic. So the Texans have handled the last year worse than. We begin with MDB, who writes in and says, the Texans have handled the last year worse than Brady handled his Super Bowl parade liquor. But, like, don't talk to me like it's a bad thing. Let Tom Brady have his moment, man. Let him have his moment. Is it a great look? Like, it's like you're coming out of the underground in downtown Toronto back in the day at 3 a.m.? No. But everyone's got to back off the Brady had too much to drink. That's his first alcohol in eight years. Well, no, I think that's like, the relax. point. No, I think the point is that, like, how, how many did he have to get that hammered when no one else is that hammered? Or at least no one else appears as though they're that hammered. We Tim, rip you know, on the guy who's always way too hammered at every parade. And it just happened to be the GOAT. Well, hold on. No, Marcus Soule was my hero. Marcus Soule was my hero. No, we, we don't also rip all worried the time. for his life. Well, because he was near the edge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was a, yeah. a large seven-footer. He's near the edge of the bus. Everyone relax. Uh, Brian Leach writes in and says... The Texans handled the last year worse than Sid Sixero handled his junior high grad photo. That's a good one. Is this the moment we show it? I'm, see, here's the thing. You read that, and I brace. Yeah, is no. This the moment, where is this the I moment we show I don't know if you've it? seen it. I'm going to retweet it from the uh, from the. Oh, is, oh is, 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 that, is that the, the one in the frame? Is that the, the one, one in the frame? The frame yeah, with I Macaulay saw that Culkin. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. good. It's pretty good, actually. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, all right. Um... Next up is, uh, of course, Mr. Sausage. I should really get real names sent in with these, right? I think are, no, I, <laughs> I will get angry with you if you don't say Mr. Sausage on air when given the opportunity. 
Jamie. Mr. Not, Mr. Sausage. Not, not Mr. and Mrs. Sausage, just Mr. Sausage? Just Mr. Sausage. Just and Mr. Sausage. Appa- apparently, he couldn't get Mr. Sausage because it's underscore Mr. Sausage. So obviously. Oh, because it was taken. It was Mr. taken. Mr. Sausage was taken. Mr. Sausage. You know what I mean, baby. Uh, he writes in and says, uh, the Texans handled the last year worse than the Canadian government has handled the vaccine rollout. Ouch. That one hurts hard. I got a lot of takes on that, but I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to go down that road now because I'm sure you got some That's- good ones. Off there's air, some, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna text you some opinions. There's some spin there too, but I'm not gonna get into it either. Robbie writes in and says the Texans handled the last year worse than the Leafs handled Sundines last year. D- deep dive from a Leaf fan. Well, well, he had the no trade. Was isn't that the other way around? What Sundine handled his last year? People forget yeah. how that went, right? Sundine could have yeah. been traded like eight times, but he's like, as I said, I want to stay in Toronto. As I said, and he stayed. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that's my Sundine impression I stole from Kipper, by the way, as I said. Right. As I said. Uh, Mike writes in, uh, referring to celebrity boxing, of course, and says the Texans handled the last year worse than Nate Robinson oh, handled the punch. Man, Nate Robinson. Have we heard from Nate since that punch? <sighs> I don't know. I like, I'd, like to see him, I'd like to see him in this year's dunk competition in Atlanta, though, just to make him feel better about himself. Yeah, just give or him maybe not, smile about it. He'll need 50, 50 attempts. Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, and Gary S. writes in and says, uh, the Texans handled last year worse than Mark Crawford handled the Team Canada shootout <laughs> and provides the shot of Gretzky solitary on a bench in Nagano. You know what Canadian hockey fans forget? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. That's, Canadian hockey fans are the greatest people on earth because you will hold a grudge for and really no different than any other fans the more I think about it. But, man, I was pissed too, Timmy. No doubt. How pissed were you? I'm still kind of pissed at that. That shot at Gretzky on the bench when everyone left and Dominic Hasek and those guys are celebrating. I like I'm the call. I'm still annoyed at that. I like the call. Screw it. If you got if you got the brass ones to sit down the greatest goal scorer in the history of the game Come on, against man. the goalie as hot as Dominic Hashik because on, practice man. because practice told you that this guy was no good, then go ahead. Do your thing, Mark Crawford. I Mark like Mark Crawford hair. was doing he was doing analytics before anyone, Mark Crawford. <laughs> they had a practice. I know. I'm so pissed Al McKinnis didn't. To take a slap Thank shot. you. You should should have <laughs> sent him in. Shut up. You, th- you, think, you think I'm kidding. Al McKinnis should have went in there. Hall of Fame slap <laughs> shot. Boom. Right between the eyes. Put in the back up there. Roman Chechmanic or whoever the hell was the backup. Throw him in there. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. We're done here. We're done here on Sports in Ontario, East, West, Pacific. Uh, Hockey Central's next. We will continue on Sports Night 360. Steve Dangle is being trolled by a WWE Hall of Famer, and I'm here for it. That story next on Tim and Sid. Remind me eventually to get to a couple more match games because there there's some, there's some good stuff going on here. There's some oh good stuff goodness. going on here. Yeah. There's no doubt. All right. um, this is me. Tim and Sid. Um, Tim, we got to do more match games. Tim and Sid live here on TV and radio. Um, again, we we can't stress enough how unexpected and kind of amazing uh, the last 24 hours have been from our show's perspective because we started a fire here, and it raged to the point where we, none of us thought it would get to. Again, in summary, for those who missed it earlier, uh, WWE legend and, and man who just won the Royal Rumble, Edge, was on the show yesterday, 
and we chirped Steve Dangle because Edge's Leaf Shrine basement is way cooler than Steve Dangle's. So that happened. Steve Dangle then cuts a wrestling promo posted on social media. Edge then cuts his own promo. <laughs> and, he, and FYI, he's done this before and posts it on social media. For those who kind of missed all of this, here's a, here's a montage to bring you up to speed before we talk to Dangle here on the other side. Roll it. Steve Dangle is the king of the leaf paraphernalia behind him during his segments. Do you want to become the new Steve Dangle? I mean, there's no competition, man. I'm leaving him in the dust. Just, just, I'm sorry, Dangle, but you're dangling by thread. What is this. that? What is that? Giddy up. That's so hot. Yep. That's the real belt right there. Hello, Edge. I caught your appearance on Tim and Sid, and I couldn't help but overhear you chirping my blue room and calling out my Toronto Maple Leafs fandom. And to that, I gotta say, it's an honor to be called out by the rated R superstar himself, the owner of one of the most illustrious careers in WWE history, and more importantly, the owner of one of the grainiest webcams I have ever seen in my entire life. Grainier than a bowl of all brand. But as long as we're talking about the buds, I am the biggest Leafs fan in the entire world. I've been a bigger Leafs fan than you since you were line mates with Christian and Gangrel. No need to brood on it, it's just the truth. Oh. Hi, Dangle. If that is indeed your real name, not a manly, realistic name like Edge. You know, last night I saw your video, and then I sent the Edge signal blazing across the starry indigo evening sky to my worldwide legions of Edge minions, and none of them knew who you are. Except for Frank, the maitre d' at the Swiss Chalet on University, and he told me that you are a professional appreciator. Now, since you don't have theme music that I can quote and you've never hung with a gang of cool vampires, your claim to fame is that you are a Leafs fan, like the rest of Ontario and half of Canada. See, I'm a Royal Rumble winner, meaning I can challenge any champion, yet you're a champion of nothing. Huh. If I had a soul, I think I'd feel bad right now. Lucky for me. Again, I want to stress what just happened here. To challenge Steve Dangle on his Leaf fandom is the equivalent of walking up to Joey Chestnut and saying, I can eat better hot dogs than you. This he <laughs> takes personally. On the line right now, we have Steve Dangle of Sportsnet. Steve, you've been trolled by a lot of people living in their parents' basements down through the years, but what was it like to get trolled by Edge in his actual basement? Uh, can I just say, um, I, I've been married. I love my wife. I have a son. I love him, too. This was the best day of my entire life. <laughs> this was awesome. This was the best. This was absolutely the best. And I appreciate you having the ghost of a coworker coming on your show because I'm dead. Uh, Edge murdered me uh, today, and it was an honor, and it was so fun. And, oh, my God, I'm 10 years old again. This was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I'm glad you ran through his resume, though. I hadn't actually heard of him before last night but uh fun guy <laughs> i uh i always hear this line from athletes when they say pressure is a privilege like you getting toasted by a seven-time world champion it feels kind of like a privilege oh my god a hundred percent like who i most of the messages i've gotten today are what is your life um, and it's one in which I am allowed to talk about hockey for a living in what is essentially a dungeon full of toys, 
And then I get chirped by my childhood idols who are uh, big, tall wrestling men uh, wearing leotards. And it's very silly. And I would have never told you it was a realistic career path, but follow your dreams, kids, and you can get chirped by Edge, too. It's the best. Steve Dangle here on Tim and Sid. Dangle, uh, the what, like, when I saw that video or somebody, somebody – uh, kind of angled me towards Edge's reply today. I'm thinking, well, this is going to be a good 25 to 30 seconds. This is going to be great. <laughs> and I bring up the video. It's a minute 40. When you saw the time, how nervous did you get? Because I got nervous for you. Well, I, I knew he was going to bring it. And you know why I knew he was going to bring it? Because it was brought to him. He knew that he was going up against the new kid on the block. I walked in there. Like a, like a bright eye and bushy-tailed John Cena staring Kurt Angle eye-to-eye. And I said, ruthless aggression. And I came this close. I lost, but I came this close. So he knew he had to bring his best effort against your boy here, Steve Dangle. Were you expecting more fat jokes? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Edge. See, this is how I know he lives too much of his life in the real world and not on social media. There was nothing about my chin in there. There was no, nothing about my mother. I didn't hear a single line in there about my mother. Um, and um, my, 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 portly, my portly way. Uh, someone at Sportsnet today was like, hey, do you have any headshots that we can use for some of the things we're going to put on social media? And I was extraordinarily selective, and I'm very fortunate those photos are a couple of years old. <laughs> Steve Dangle joining us here on Tim and Sid. Would you like to make a case that you won the best of the week, or do we just let Edge win it? Like, is do you want to? I, I want to. Like, you're a you're a coworker, you're a friend. Uh, I want to offer you the opportunity to make your case uh, for the best of the week that you actually won this back and forth, but. You know, uh, one of the best strategies uh, I've ever seen in the ring was used by one Jerry the King Lawler, who was once um, doing, uh, he was doing commentary uh, during the Royal Rumble. And then his music started playing and he took off his headset and he walked into the ring to participate in the Royal Rumble, where he was promptly punched in the face twice and thrown over the top rope. And he did something I've never seen before. He spent the entire rest of the night pretending that it never happened and he had never even entered the Royal Rumble. So, guys, <laughs> I, want to appreci- I want to thank you for bringing attention to the video that I didn't make, the response that Edge didn't make, and I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still the undefeated people's champion. Understood. Steve Dangle here on Tim and Sid. Um, just, and, and, and I know for a lot, a lot of people listening do know of, uh, of your podcast here, uh, but Jesse and Adam are huge parts of your life. Have they reached out? Are they just insanely jealous that you have taken this fame into an entirely different direction? What has the reaction been of your podcast mates here? Well, you know, we're, we're a really popular uh, staple of uh, uh, baby faces, but I, I, think, I think there's a couple heel turns coming. Uh, Adam just seething with jealousy. Mm-hmm. Jesse... I mean, he's six foot five. He's he's ready to go on a solo run. Yeah, six foot sure. five, one hundred one hundred eleven pounds. Six foot five, but whatever. <laughs> well, listen, listen, listen. I, I I beat him in the weight category. I think we already established that one there, Sid. We, hey, we haven't had an episode where we weighed each other yet, and guess what? We're not going to. 
That's what. Well, that's when you know you got a real show. By the way, all you guys, like, man up. Tim and I have done it like eight times on the show. I think. Do it. Those, those guys Where? are very close to clobbering me with the tag team championships. I think I, they're going to turn on me. I think they're jealous. But we're going to have Edge on uh, our Monday episode that should be up Monday night. Awesome. Wow, that's great. Wow. It's called it's... a plug, kids. Yeah, and, and so am I. Steve Dangle podcast. <laughs> so am I. Very good. Um, is there anything in either his appearance on our show with the grainy webcam that you mentioned that was awesome um, or in his second uh, video that you would want for your blue room? Oh, it's got to be the belt, right? Like the, the masks are cool, but listen, I got to tell you, none of his masks hold up to the uh, autographed Felix Potvin mask that I have. So nice try there, Adam. Um, but that belt, mamma mia, that belt. That I nice. want a Toronto Maple Leafs championship belt that I will wear to the supermarket and make people uncomfortable. I, I want that very much in my life. Um, have you recorded the podcast yet? Monday. Monday. You haven't recorded, you haven't recorded Tim, it. Tim, pay attention to your guests. I, I, heard, I heard you say it was released Monday. I didn't hear you say it was recorded on Monday. Ah, the asterisk. No, we have not recorded it yet, but okay. I got to tell you, um, Edge followed me on Twitter. I mean, who wouldn't, right? It's quality of content. Of course. And, yeah. Yeah. and um, it was funny because we started DMing about the whole uh, – you know, we, we broke kayfabe and, and we we started talking about the whole thing that we were going through with the videos. And then we just spent most of the day on and off talking about the Leafs. <laughs> and so I go, D- do you want to come on my podcast? And for some reason, he didn't file a restraining order right then and there. And he agreed to come on. He will. He will. He, yeah, but not yet. I got to get yet. that sweet no, content yeah. first. So put the belt on the line. Oh, how do I get ask, this thing off of him? Ask him to put the belt on the line. Oh, I got it. I got it, Dangle. I got it. Leafs trivia moderated oh. by either Jesse or Adam. Like, and we're talking deep dive. Deep dive it. How else are you going to take the belt from him? Physically, you, you, are, you are no match, as we know. See, this is... Hmm, this is very interesting because if Adam or Jesse moderate this thing, it would be a lot like Mike Tyson being the special guest referee for Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 14. He seems like he's on one side, but it turns out he's on the other. Now, folks, that means I'd be the one getting screwed here. Am I the heel? Did I just learn that I'm the heel? I'm not going to get the earth-shattering pop? Oh, no. Probably not. Probably not, man. Damn. Dangle, do you ever wake up one morning and just say, go Habs? Like, do you want to just flip the whole thing on its head? Like, do you just talk go heel? Like, what would happen if one day you woke up and that was in your room was filled with Habs paraphernalia? Well, it would very quickly be filled with vomit-covered Habs paraphernalia there, said because I, I don't think that's a thing that I would be physically capable of doing. I wore... Uh, a Habs jersey on an episode of ice surfing last year. And besides the fact that I broke out into a rash on the way home, that was a fun drive on the 401. Um, I only did it 
because they were the team I was supporting in terms of betting against one Jeff Merrick. And guess what, folks? I won. So I guess the lesson here is sell out if it means you're going to win. <laughs> Steve Dangle here on Tim and Sid. Before we let you go, I said this to uh, to Edge, and he got really excited. And I don't know if if, uh, if you got the Leafs boner, but I, I, I can imagine that having a division-leading Toronto Maple Leafs is is making mm. you a little giddy right now. Oh, just I need division leading Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, bearing the lead a little bit here. I, I believe they're the top of the league. Asterisk. Mm-hmm. It's because most of the rest of the league has been shut down. Okay, we're going to ignore all that. <laughs> and it's not just that they've beaten every team in Canada. It's that okay. they have somehow managed to beat the best team in Canada twice. I thought, boy, boy are the Habs far behind for the best team in Canada. Boy, are they far behind. And you know what the Habs haven't done, that the Leafs have done, is beat every team. They've beaten every single team, including the Habs twice. Oh, oh, it's a great time to be a Leaf fan, isn't it, folks? Oh, but da- but Dangle, if you beat the Sens and the Canucks all the time, it really doesn't count, right? No, I suppose not. I suppose not. And, hey, what, if, what happens if you lead the league in goal scoring? but it's only because all your goals came against the Canucks. Are, are we going to get into that? We physically don't are have Are we going to get into that there, Tyler Toffoli? And specifically, no, here's my next championship match. i got to call out Tyler Toffoli's dad. We're going to fight for the intercontinental title, and I'll tell you why. I had a very unsuccessful book. I had a very unsuccessful book signing at the Oshawa Costco, and a guy wearing L.A. Kings gear came up to me and identified himself as Tyler Toffoli's dad. We talked hockey for a couple of minutes, and when I offered him a book, he said no. And now he's on the Montreal Canadiens. So, Mr. Wow. Toffoli, it's going down for the Intercontinental title. <laughs> better there, watch no, He's a Scarborough there, boy. <laughs> there's, there's no better opening line than I had a rather underwhelming book signing at the Oshawa Costco. <laughs> It was That is the best opening line to a story ever. Dangle, in all seriousness, uh, we love you. That was fun, man. That was yeah, fun. Man. As a Canadian wrestling fan, which I know you are, that's a big deal. Good on you, brother. We'll talk soon. Say hi to the guys for us. Absolutely. See you, boys. All right, time for a break. When we come back, we'll name uh, Edge the best of the week winner. Tim and Sid, <laughs> Sportsnet Radio and TV. Welcome back to Tim and Sid. Coast to coast on Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet 590, the fan in Toronto. Time to reveal the winner of the best of the week. Brought to you by Mary Brown's Chicken Crave Delicious. Mm -hmm. You voted on Twitter, and it's as beautiful as the Big Mary. It's Edge with the elbow drop. Sorry, the spear from the top rope. Get it right. Oh, hi, Dangle. If that is indeed your real name, not a manly, realistic name like Edge. You know, last night I saw your video, and then I sent the Edge signal blazing across the starry indigo evening sky to my worldwide legions of Edge minions, and none of them knew who you are. Now, since you don't have theme music that I can quote, and you've never hung with a gang of cool vampires, your claim to fame is that you are a Leafs fan, like the rest of Ontario and half of Canada. See, I'm a Royal Rumble winner, meaning I can challenge any champion, yet you're a champion of nothing. 
If I had a soul, I think I'd feel bad right now. Lucky for me. Damn. I've watched that like 19 times today, and I'm still amused by it. That's great. I know. I just can't believe that the show started something like this. Like, it's just, it's so funny to see it. Uh, you want to wrap up the match game? How much time? Yeah, we got let's here, do guys? it. Andrew Holland doing a great job at Sportsnet Five Nine. We got about five minutes here. Five and a half. Minutes. All right, let's uh, let's close out the match game. Uh, we were discussing how far the Houston Texans have fallen uh, as we find out that JJ Watt has come to a mutual agreement with the team to leave. And if you remember uh, what he has meant to that city and that franchise, it feels like just a kick to the old Dennis Fitkeys after a very tough year for the franchise. I mean, think of what Houston's gone through, sports-wise, and who they've lost in this year. Yeah, they mean, the Astros did get to that ALCS. They almost got to the World Series. Lost Springer, right. lost, lost James Springer. Harden, lost yep. J.J. Watt, about to lose Deshaun Watson. Like it's... Gained, gained John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins, which is worse than anything. <laughs> <Right>. Worse. <laughs> So the match game today, the Texans handled the last year worse than blank. Once again, the Texans handled the last year worse than blank. Um, you corrected someone on the Matt Sundin situation, so Jith wrote in and just said the Texans handled last year worse than the way the Toronto Maple Leafs handled finding Matt Sundin line mates. I'm not mad at people for not listening to every second of the show. It happens. I get it. Um he had a no trade that he exercised like 30 times. Okay. Did someone talk in your ear when I read that one? No. No. Say it, oh, uh, say it again. Texans handled the last year worse than the way the Leafs handled finding Matt Sundin good line mates. Oh, good line mates. I assume yeah. you just said a new team. I'm sorry. I jumped the gun on that. I, I know apologies. you did. Yes. And you got upset. Yeah. I got upset got for upset. no reason. Yeah. I love Jonas Hoagland. I don't know what you're talking about. Why you Shut gotta, up. Why you gotta, why you got to rip on Jonas Hoagland? <laughs> well, that's why can't we just and th- why can't we go through these last two weeks without a Jonas Hoagland rip? Why? Uh, why not? Cameron writes in. Cambroni Juin writes in, and says the Texans handled the last year worse than Daniel Jones trying to run for an eighty-eight yard touchdown. <laughs> Poor Daniel Jones. <laughs> uh, Josh like, writes in. Sorry, is it bad God. that we're always going to laugh at that? Is it bad? Because I'm always going to laugh at that. No. And falling. Okay. Good. That's all I need to hear. No, not a I lot of quarterbacks could get there, but not a lot of quarterbacks could bleep it up the way he did. Josh writes in <laughs> and says, the Texans handled the last year worse than Jim Banning has handled the Canucks cap. Oh, wow. Give him something for that. <laughs> Give him something for that. Uh, Gmar writes in and says, the Texans handled the last year worse than Philip Rivers handled a box of condoms. Whoa. <laughs> Wait a, wait a huh? second. What? I think that joke is sexual. <laughs> Claudio writes in and says the Texans handled the last year worse than the Leafs handled the game seven third period lead in TD Garden Arena. That's I'll take that. Uh, Tim, can I throw one more in uh, here? On the sure. sure. Uh, handled worse than uh, the way Britney Spears handled her finances. Okay, but is that really Britney Spears? Like, what's going on with all that? I know, I know, I'm just, it's topical, and I threw it in. I haven't seen it yet. All right. I'm coming from a place of, uh, of, of misinformation of on it. Yeah, yeah, complete ignorance on it. I plan <laughs> on seeing like, it, but I wanted to get it in. As long as you throw that out there, it's fine. It's, I'm, I'll be honest. I haven't seen yeah. it, but there's a money issue with Britney Spears. I thought it worked. 
Maybe it didn't. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> right. I just thought it worked. Uh, Rich writes in and says, Texans handled the last year worse than the woman at the Aussie Open holds her liquor. <laughs> Did you see the woman? Did you see? Sorry, you're, you're, over. you're digitally frozen. Try that one more time. Am I back yet? Kind of. Am I back yet? Am I back yet? Okay, I'm back. Was So she was all over Ralph and Adele, and she was like hammered? Yeah. Is that it? She, threw, she, right. she pulled the Bud Adams. I mean, it wasn't a double bird, but it was a bird. There was a, <laughs> Remember Bud Adams? <laughs> the double bird? Owned, Classic double owner, bird. Owner of the Titans turns to the crowd. And just gives, he's like 84 or whatever he was. Oh, that's good. By the way, no uh, Victoria shut down everything, right? Five days, no fans now at the Australian Open for five days. Oh, everything shut I didn't down. See that. Yeah. Tim, Tim, they had. Think about what what we let go here in North America. They had thirteen positives in this one quarantine hotel. Victoria shuts down everything. Mm-hmm. Right, frozen again. We're having like, digital problems with Sid Sixero. I'm here. I'm uh, here, kinda. I'm sorry. I'm right. here, kinda. Go ahead. And finally. Um, Jay writes in and says the Texans handled last year worse than a CP24 interview with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Nathan got a promotion off that. He was fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's all right. Nathan's all right. We always thought Nathan Downer was going to like, oh, no, what a tough break for Nathan. Nathan's like anchoring the 6 o'clock news, man. He's good. Stood up to He's Mike good. Tyson. Yes, as we all, as we all should. Uh, thanks, Raymond, what? for contributing on the match game. Speak that was fun. For yourself, Timmy, <laughs> you could take Mike Tyson. Yeah. I'll start. I'll start that feud. We started feuds this week, Timmy. <laughs> let's get that one going. McAuliffe, Tyson, uh, Tim, have a good weekend. Great Thank stuff. You, Everyone, have a great weekend. A safe weekend. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to Adam Rank and Edge and Steve Dangle and Kevin BX. It was a full show. I'm Sid Sixero. He is Tim McAuliffe. We're going to do this again on Monday live on TV and radio. And hopefully, I cannot break up before I say. Uh, James Bond. What time is it? Talk to me. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend.